episode 95, My Laminator. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week, my co-host is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Hey, Emily, welcome back to the podcast, and thank you for joining us for another episode. This is episode 95 of The Games We Play. We appreciate you listening. If this is your first time listening, well, we're just kind of doing our thing during the pandemic here, just kind of keeping it breezy. I'm breezy. And uh, we're just we're just really talking about the games we play. And so that's what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about some of the uh, few games that we both played this last week or two and talk about them, not in depth, but brief and short view. and just Breezily. <laughs> breezily. <laughs> A little breeze <laughs> over them and just give our impressions. So that's what we're going to be doing. That's what's in store for us, Emily. How's things been going for you? Not so hot. <laughs> I mean, I asked this. I know because we're obviously married and obviously. live in the same house. But I, I was just setting you up. But I didn't want people to think that I didn't know. Anyway, so how's things going? <laughs> ah, it's been a rough week in our house. Oh man, has it? <laughs> we all three have been sick, and but not coronavirus sick. Just nope, some COVID. other random sickness that we're yep. trying to get over. So yep. it's been. A week of survival. <laughs> yep, yep. Our son was off from school for multiple days this week, and Emily had multiple days off. Yeah. I still worked every day, and um, and you know I'm sick if I take the day off. Multiple I normally days. I don't remember don't. last time you took multiple days off from work for being sick. Probably last year at this time, and we thought we had COVID. <laughs> yeah, true. When we think we had it, <laughs> I think you only took two days off though. Then I um, don't know. But I think it coincided with the weekend. But anyway, it's neither here or there. Yes. Um. So we're on the upswing, I think, for health, but we're still not 100%. So this right. might be a shorter episode anyway, just yeah. energy and it, level. And it and did affect our game playing as well. It did, yeah. Because we didn't feel like playing those heavy games. No, especially when you're taking three naps and still falling asleep at nine right. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True story. That's not an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. I slept a lot. <laughs> well, let's just go, go ahead and get into it. Well, what are your what are you at for your game goals? Oh, um, not great. I don't think I'm at 36 plays for the year. I only have 264 mm-hmm. left. So only I have. I'm at 33 plays. And we're in March. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess yeah. so. We'll get there. Did you already talk about the sweet thing you bought? What sweet thing? The laminator. <laughs> I don't know. Did I talk about the laminator? My I don't laminator. Know. It reminds me of uh, on Friends when Ross is like my rook polisher polisher my laminator oh my goodness he was brian was so excited about this thing he was like a kid in a candy store he was so excited it was as if it was christmas day oh it wasn't like that 100 percent not 100 percent, but it was pretty close she's exaggerating a little bit (laughs) (laughs) well i put the laminator to good use already uh, let's just go ahead and run into it. Uh, so on Board Game Geek, there are expansions for Ganshan Clever. There's these challenge packs that if you have the app, you can, I think, buy those challenge packs. It's it's just additional scoring or different scoring sheets if you've ever played Ganshan Clever. And the other rules and everything stays the same. It's just kind of different strategies because each of the areas have um, some differences with the bonuses and, and whatnot. 
Anyway, so with those expansions, I, I can't seem to find any in the U.S. I, it looks like they released in Germany, but maybe not over here in the United States. So, anywho, on Board Game Geek, there's a file section for Ganshan Clever for this Challenge Pack 1, and you can actually print off those sheets. So, some people made some custom ones where they kind of combined and moved things around. Anyway, I print those off and laminated them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's my laminator. And my laminator. We pulled out some dry erase and we basically played uh, the challenge pack one for Gonshan Clever. It was pretty good. It was it was really good. It was really fun. I really liked how it switched it up. Yeah. And made it new. It yeah, it was a nice departure from Gonshan Clever, but it wasn't any more complicated. It just changed how your I guess your strategy, if you will. So if you've yeah. played Gonshan Clever a million times, this is a great way to mix it up. And even the challenge pack, I think overseas when you could buy it, it's still pretty cheap. So if you can get a hold of it, but um, if if you can, and it's not released here in the United States, at least that I can find, you can print this off and um, it plays really well. I, I mean, I don't probably won't go too much in detail with it. It's just, uh, it, it was different enough to make it feel fresh again. I want, mm-hmm. We played it a couple times, if I recall. Yeah. It, w- it was pretty fun. It was. It felt like a new game. Speaking of a new game, one of the expansions on Board Game Geek, though, somebody made their own custom expansion, like a fan-made expansion. It's actually called Gone Sean Rolf. I, I don't know. There's some joke or inside joke. It doesn't matter. But that's the name of it. And you can actually find it on Board Game Geek. It's, it's an entry as an expansion to Gonshan Color, but it's, it is marked as a fan um, a fan expansion. And so it comes with uh, some extra rules. So, so there actually are new rules to this one and a whole completely different scoring sheet. I mean, the scoring sheet looks pretty wild when you look at it for the first Yeah, time. and it's the size of a nine uh, regular sheet of paper. Yeah, I, I thought about making it smaller, but man... You kind of need that extra space. You, you kind of do. Uh, it's, it's a little... It's a little nuts. So I guess where do we start with talking about this one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I Part of it, you just need to go look at it for yourself. Do. I, I think a couple things to point out, though, that was really unique and why this makes it even cooler is it adds a new uh, power. Do they call them power-ups? Ability? Bonuses? I don't remember what they call them. And so they created a new one called Freeze and Roll. Reroll. Ooh, so yeah. normally you can just you know, mark off a reroll and reroll your dice on your turn. Well, they added a freeze component that when you use it, you can, when you select your die, you know, after you roll it, instead of having to reroll the batch of dice, you could take a second die without rerolling it, which came really, really handy. There was a couple times I think we rolled fives, like all fives and sixes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take I'll take the five and I'll take that six. Or even there was a couple times if it was your second roll, you take that three, and then you take the six. Um, yeah, which was super handy. So we I think we rarely used our rerolls through the whole game because mm-hmm. we were using that. It was pretty sweet. So that was really cool. Another cool component was the the there was a gray area, like a new gray area, where it had a spot for each of the colored dice. So all all six of them. And the numbers had to be unique within the section between the colored dice, but they give you bonuses. Now, they didn't give you any points. However, at the end of the game, if you had any of the squares empty, they were worth minus points. Minus three or five points, something like that. Yeah, I think it was three. 
So that was kind of an interesting twist on top of, oh gosh, like the orange was this box <laughs> that you had to do plus or minus from the one next to it. Mm-hmm. The blue was like a star shape with a bunch of different runs. Um, what else was there that was kind of... Um, was it... Was yellow like a pyramid where you had to add the numbers yes, together? Yes, the yellow and was up? a pyramid. So the the put one on the next row up, the two below it had to be filled in, and it had to be the sum of the two numbers. Now, yellow being one die, they had a special little table that if it added up to thirteen, for example, then this is the number you need to get. And so it comes out to face value for the points. But that was a really interesting one. And then in a lot of the sections, if you finish completed the whole section you got a bonus yeah like a bonus 13 bonus 15 points. 17 points like the yellow like one if you finish it you got a bonus 22 points i'm pretty sure yes and so there that's were, a lot absolutely there was a lot uh it, it almost made it worth going full in one area because it really did pay off because you got those extra bonus mm-hmm. it was a very unique twist on gonshan clever yeah um, it, it felt completely different than gonshan clever and twice as clever and it was made by a fan, which is, that's kind of crazy. Just mm-hmm. some people's talent, they could just throw that together and it work. Um, and it was so fun. And, and they released it for free, obviously. Right. So they're not even selling. So you just, you go on the BGG and you find uh, Gonshan Clever, go to the expansion section, and you'll see it there as an option for a fan made. It's called Gonshan Rolf. And in the file section, it comes with the uh, two files. It comes with a file of the score sheet and then the extra rule. So it explains each of the areas, including that freeze and reroll. Really good. Surprising. Mm-hmm. I didn't really expect a whole lot out of it. I'm like, oh, this will just be a novelty. You but just I- want an excuse to use your laminator. <laughs> I just wanted to laminate something. You did. <laughs> which I did. Um, <laughs> um, but we ended up playing a couple times and it yeah. was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yes. I really liked it. It was cool. So check that out. Gonshan Rolf was that fan expansion. And then the Gonshan Clever Challenge one. There is a challenge pack for Gonshan, or twice as clever, that I plan on printing off and laminating. And we'll play that here pretty when soon. When does thrice as clever come it, out? I think it comes out this summer, I believe. If you have the app, it looks like they released the thrice as clever version of the game on the app, but uh, haven't haven't bought it yet. Um, but I think it comes out this summer, so I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I just some of my favorite game. This is like one of my favorite games, which is kind of crazy for a roll and write, but it's so much fun. How far you've come. I know, I know. I hated rolling rides. Now I like love rolling rides. They're so much fun. It, they are so there's just fun. Some, there's just some puzzly challenge to it. I don't. I don't know. I. I just really like it. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. I like it a lot. Cool. So that's that. Uh, Emily, what's another game we pulled out? Yeah. So we um got one of my um at the beginning of the year. I set a goal to play at least one game from this list I made of my top-ish games, if you will. And Brian chose number nine, I believe. So that on my list was Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. So we got that to the table. It's a cooperative dungeon crawler, but there's also a storyline that goes with it. Um, And so each time you play the same character and you kind of build up your character with points and money, gold, different abilities, you can equip items, and then each 
time you play, you go through a different dungeon that follows the storyline. You're going through the city of Gloomhaven um, and helping people out. Anyway, have we played this maybe like five or six times now? Yeah, yeah. I think this was our like sixth and seventh time or something playing it. Yeah, so we got that to the table. We ended up playing it twice. <laughs> the first time we decided, <laughs> Brian's like, oh, let's just go on this side quest first. <laughs> yeah, let's go on the side quest. Yeah. It'd be fun. <laughs> It'd be fun, he said. <laughs> we, like, got we got our slaughtered. <laughs> we got our toast kicked. It was like the scenario 25 of 25. So usually the scenario numbers don't necessarily mean difficulty, but I think in this case it was a difficulty level of really high that we might have to come back to when our characters are a little more leveled up because I just yeah. didn't see the way our characters are equipped and what we have. That that was a really, really difficult. And it wasn't even that we had any bad luck. It was just yeah. super difficult. It was just hard. So we did lose. That was our first loss in Gluten Jaws and Lion. But thankfully, with those scenarios, you can just come back and play. And we did get some gold and some other stuff from it. But inexperience. Yep. We'll we'll come back and we'll get it. But so then we went back to the main quest and yeah, no we, side quest for us anymore. For a we while. did complete that one, and it it was it a was lot a of lot fun. easier. Yeah, it was a lot easier, <laughs> and I it was it was fun to move along in the story and see what happens. So. We'll have to get it back out again. Definitely a learning curve trying to refresh ourselves on how to play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily the mechanics per se. There was just a few keywords and procedural things. Trying to remember the order of operations on how you resolve things and when you do stuff and when you shuffle this and trying to organize and find where how we had organized it back yeah. in the box and pull it out. And, and then not to mention you have so many of those ability cards because this isn't dice rolling. You're using uh, cards for your abilities as you're going through the dungeon. So that's, that's what allows you to move and loot and tack and and whatnot and your character has more cards than you can hold so my character for example can only have 10 10 cards that i take into the scenario but i think i have unlocked 13 or 14 cards and so it being months and months later trying to go back through and what what was this deck i constructed because even depending on the scenario some of those cards might not be good and some might um and you can choose before uh, you go into the scenario, but you can see the scenario. So, like Emily, you're a demolitionist, and so you you can really wreak some havoc when you're uh, those uh, obstacles. You can blow up those mm-hmm. obstacles. She's a demolish, yeah. and and then she can lay traps on them, and then throw people against walls, and they do extra damage, mm-hmm. which is great if there's obstacles so right. like when we did that scenario 25 there was no obstacles so basically half her deck was so i yeah. mean that was kind of on us a little bit but uh the this scenario for the campaign we did had i think the whole first room was just obstacles and by the time we <laughs> left it was like all of them she blew all of them up i did blow all of them up i'm pretty sure they I were bookshelves do that yeah it was like a laboratory yeah so she broke it all she just so i she, just destroyed she it she laid waste <laughs> Uh, they didn't. The, the the characters didn't seem to care because we we killed the evil uh, whatever it was. But Lulu just likes to blow things up. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun. And I, I once we got into it, that second game really did not take as long. Um, right. The problem is, there's just so much, and it takes a while to unpack and pack up, even with the storage mm-hmm. being what it is in Jaws of Lion. Um, we were just talking about keeping it set up on the game table downstairs and just play it from time to time. And if we want to play any other games, we can just put the leaf on top of it or go play upstairs on our upstairs table. So mm-hmm. we might need to get, get that set back up and just have it there. And so when we have time, we hour here, hour yep. there, play it. 
because I, I just want to get through it. It'd be fun. There's some uh, sealed things in the box that I'm really curious about that I want to want to get to. So, um, and I want to level my character further. There's this little pack that says, "Stop! Don't open this until you get to level mm-hmm. three. I'm like, I'm level two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It, you know, Gloomhaven. A lot of hype around it. You probably have heard about it if you've uh, been listening to the podcast or other board game podcasts. I think it's number rated, number one rated board game of all time on Board Game Geek for the last like two or three years. And there's a reason. Gloomhaven's really fun, really good. But I mean, not only is it super expensive, but it, it is very involved and there's a lot to it and it requires a lot of dedication to do it. And J- Gloomhaven Jaws the Line is a great, is a great, um, not substitute, but is a great compromise, if you will. It scales it down a little bit, but still doesn't compromise on the gameplay. Still the exact same gameplay. The only it's difference like is the breadth of the scenarios and your characters. Gloomhaven light. It is, except for it doesn't sacrifice on the on the the mechanics. It keeps all the good things. Yeah, the only the only not. I mean, the cool thing about Gloomhaven is it offers like a two dozen of these characters and most of them are sealed and you don't know what they mm. are and you unlock them by, by completing self objectives and your, your heroes actually retire. That's really the only difference between Gloomhaven and Gloomhaven Jaws the Line. And, um, you're still going to get the same great gameplay of why it's super popular. So great game. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. the price point has come down. I think you get this. I've seen it on sale in the last week or two for like $35. And you can get it at Target. So. Yeah. I mean, $35 on sale is a heck of a deal. And then if you use your red card on top of it. Yeah. It's a heck of a deal mm-hmm. uh, for the content and how much you get it. Yeah. And it's cooperative. It's fun. It's um, a lot of game. Yeah, but it's definitely medium to heavyweight. It's not a light game. It's not some casual game. It, there, it does take a little bit, and there's a lot of pieces to it. But once you do learn it and you 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 get into it, I it's really fun. I really enjoy it. Good times. Mm-hmm. All right, Emily, what's another game we pulled out? Uh, yeah, so we pulled out uh, Dominion Seaside Expansion. Yep, we did. We what? We played Dominion a week or two ago. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so then we decided we really enjoyed that, so we decided to pull out one of the expansions. I don't know if we've ever played this one. I've played Seaside. I think we've played it at your parents with your sister because she really oh. likes Dominion. But I think we've only played our copy once or maybe twice. Ever. Yeah, and I didn't remember it. So. And we've had it for six years or so. <laughs> 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 so, yes, we got it pulled out and played. Yeah, so basically the whole game is a seaside theme, like pirates and looting. And yeah, I really liked the elements that it added to the game, the different cards that came came with it. And uh, some of the things is it comes with little different, there's two types of coins it comes with. Um, One of them's like an embargo coin where there's a card where you can put embargoes on different stacks of cards that you could buy. So you have to pay tax basically. And you get a curse. If and you, you get a curse. Um, and the other one is you can collect coins based on the on a card where you have to ask the other player to show two of their cards. And if one of them is a coin, then you get a coin put on your pirate ship. And you trash their and you trash their treasure. And you trash their treasure. Uh, and then that can kind of go towards your buy. If yes. you have the specific card. Yeah, so. so that same card, instead of trashing somebody's treasure or try, attempting to, you can instead just use it for uh, coins. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's in the amount of coins that you've collected up to that point. So I think when we played, Emily accumulated four really quickly. And I kept, 
I kept failing. Eventually, I did get four, but then every time that pirate ship card came up, it was worth four coins, which mm-hmm. is kind of big in that game, especially considering the high victory point card that you're trying to get is worth eight. So right. just one card is worth half of it, and she had multiple pirate ships. So if you got multiple pirate ships, then guess what? Mm-hmm. It's a free, the highest one. So that's definitely a unique mechanic mm-hmm. uh, uh, card. It's interesting that they have like actual coins and everything just for one card card which is kind of crazy yeah and they're metal coins they're Mm -hmm. not cheap plastic they're actual metal coins which is kind of surprising maybe there's other cards in the box that go with yeah i don't think so but maybe maybe um i could be mistaken but still i mean the the coins are really nice like nice i mean yeah they're metal and stuff probably not needed for a game like dominion but it was a nice little touch (laughs) to the game (laughs) they're stepping it up (laughs) um not to mention they had those little mats Uh, they have your own little player board yes that uh, that come out just for the three cards and and use them to put stuff on them like mm-hmm. so the pirate ship that's where you put your coins on there's this mat that is, has the picture of the pirate ship and you just put your coins on it that's all that's for like okay the uh, other uh, card that that uses a mat is the island card so on this one you can if you would get the island card you can take your one of your point cards and reserve it on your island so that it just is set aside for the whole game then you're going to count it at the end so it's kind of nice it doesn't fill up your hand but it also sets it aside yep you can stock away all those and, and that card itself is worth victory points as well mm-hmm. yeah um which is kind of neat um and then the last thing I, mechanic that they added, and this was more in the, than just a specific card. They added this uh, mechanic called duration. And so when the card comes out or when you play it on your turn, uh, most of the cards, well, all the cards up to that point in this in Dominion, whether if you played or not, because you might not have any actions, it just goes to your discard pile. With the duration card, um, it stays out there. And so it stays out there until the end of the turn on um, which it applies. So uh, the ones that came in Seaside, a lot of them say this turn and next turn. So you, you'd play it, get a benefit this turn, and then the card would stay out there. And then next turn, you'd get that benefit as well. And then at the end of the next turn is when it would get discarded. And so that was across multiple cards, which we played with. And I think that added, that added a lot to the game. It, mm-hmm. it definitely changed the strategy and how I played. Yeah, me too. Um, it is a different strategy figuring out what card you're going to hold back t- for the next hand. Uh, yeah, because one of the cards allows you to tuck another card from your hand, like stowing it away. And so next turn, after your hand's already up to five, which is your normal hand limit, anything that's tucked under those cards, you get to pull in your hand. So you start your hand with more than five cards. Mm-hmm. And so you can set yourself up for a really good turn. It was also a different kind of strategy on which card you're going to play first because there was definitely like an order of operations that you wanted to follow. Yeah, and order of operations in Dominion is kind is kind of prevalent. Obviously, you have to have enough actions right. and stuff like that, but it's usually not that big of a deal and it's pretty obvious. With this, the order of operations made a whole lot more difference because if you have a card you want to stow away it's like oh crap i have to stow a card that i might not want to or stow a card that does me no good for next Mm -hmm. turn yeah um one of the other duration cards allows you to draw two cards so when you start your next turn you just strip draw two cards i there was one situation where i had multiple of those and on my next turn i literally drew like my whole deck it was pretty (laughs) awesome It was pretty good. At one point, I think on one turn, I drew my whole deck, right? Yes, you did. That was, Congratulations. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty, it was, it, I mean, it felt pretty good. It was, it was great. 
Um, so those are the kinds of cards those duration. There's other duration ones, but they just are basically allowing you to set yourself up for next turn, which is really cool, and it gives you a lot more flexibility, and it allowed me to actually utilize your engine or your cards mm-hmm. uh, earlier, because when I say I played my whole hand, that was ha- only halfway through the game. Right, halfway yeah. through the game, I literally went through my whole hand. Now, by late game, I was getting so many, getting those victory point cards, they were clogging it up, and it was really hard to then get through right. my deck, but that wasn't very far into the game that I was able to draw my Part whole deck. Part of that was because you did get a lot of islands and reserve your point cards. Yep, and and you kept trashing all my treasures. I didn't buy one treasure in that whole game, and by the end of the game, I had like zero treasures because Emily destroyed them all. Um, <laughs> 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 but, but between my pirate ship and some of the other cards that had plus coins, I was able still to get those high victory point cards without having it clogged. So it was actually kind of a unique strategy, but that's what's great about Dominion is you, you never know what combination of cards are going to come out and you have to try to figure out the best or most efficient way to get, you know, those victory point cards. Mm-hmm. But definitely like the theme, that duration mechanic was really fun. I really liked that. Yeah, I really liked what it added, the whole expansion as a whole. Yeah. I just really wanted Throne Room in there a couple times. <laughs> Can you play Throne Room with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it, uh, throughout the whole rule book, <laughs> it was like... dream team right there. <laughs> throughout the whole rule book for a lot of them, it's like, and if you play a Throne Room on this, then this is how you reserve it. The amount of space or real estate in that rule book for the ex- expansion that they dedicated to Throne Rooming these cards in the expansion, it's kind of funny. <laughs> if you think about one card in, in the base game that completely causes confusion because that throne room card is so good i love throne throne room with throne room yeah just go back a couple episodes and listen yeah. to it. we talked about <laughs> it uh in detail um oh throne rooms are so good i love it my favorite card dominion seaside yeah it was fun i i enjoyed it it um, was fun i think we have the intrigue still left yes but we were talking about that, and we're pretty sure there's a lot of take that. Yeah, I think that has a lot of attacks and everything in it, which at two players doesn't play great. Right. Um, but we'll see. Maybe we'll pull that out. I don't know. It could be fun. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe we'll have to play with some other people. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to <laughs> for our sanity and sake. Yes. <laughs> I think that's all the games we're going to discuss for today. Um, I know we did get some other games in, but I'll probably just save that for next week. Plus, we have some other games we want to play. I did not get the Atomic Fusion or Steampunk Rally Fusion Kickstarter yet. A lot of people have been getting them, and I apparently I'm like really late in the distribution or something because I still haven't got them. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little antsy to get this <laughs> he's constantly like looking up the front window to see if there's a box on the front step <laughs> i guess it's the luxury you have from working from home well that's getting cut out uh, but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm neither going to confirm or deny that statement <laughs> But it's kind of true. Anyway, yeah. So uh, hopefully, that, you, hopefully that comes this week so we can. Have play you it. seen the meme that it's like you ordered it, you got your tracking number, it's in God's hands now. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen it's that. It's in meme. God's hands, Brian. That's funny. All right. Well, cool. Well, um, thanks, Emily, for joining us, and uh, hope you you enjoyed it. And you, the listener, hope you enjoyed it. And well, no, I hope you enjoyed it, Emily. I on the did podcast. enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, hopefully there was a game that you, uh, that piqued your interest. Check out those Ganshan Clever ones. Those are, yes. I mean, it's technically free. Just go on BGG. Wow. Why not? You just need to get yourself a laminator. <laughs> yeah. 
I was just going to say, it might not be the same experience if you don't have a laminator. Well, I did print off Jaws and Lion reference sheets, too, and laminated them. Yes, he did. True story. It's been great. I don't know why we didn't get a laminator any time sooner. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to end it there. Now that you're done gushing about your laminator. Well, that and I don't want to have to edit through all this. So I'm just going to finish this up then. Um, all right. Well, this was what? Episode 95 already. Wow. We're coming up to it. Uh, FYI, Chris and I are going to be doing our top uh, game list for episode 100. So that'll be kind of a special episode coming up. That'll be uh, in five episodes from now. So look forward to that in April. We haven't done that in a while. Chris and I haven't done a top list. So I'm really excited about it. Should be fun. That's what we're going to do. The commemorate our 100th episode. Look forward to that. Hopefully uh, tune in and listen to that. In the meantime. And I'll make my own sad episode of my top game. Sure. We could talk I'm about just it. Joking. But as you as a listener, in preparation, if you want to go ahead and send in your top list of games, currently top games of all time, uh, please do that. Send it in. We'd like to see what maybe the, the listener's choice is and talk about it uh, on the podcast when, when Chris and I reveal our top ones. I know looking back, mine's changed a lot. So this uh, this list is even harder than last time we did it. So I don't know. I keep, I keep wavering back and forth what to do, but we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah, it's an ever-evolving It list. might take five weeks to figure this out. I'm not going to Yeah, you might need to start working on it now. I could be changing it like right up to the initial recording of in it. the middle of the recording it could happen it yeah. could happen we'll see it's hard it's hard to make those decisions <laughs> anyway all right well thank you so much for listening we do uh, appreciate it from the games we play i am brian and i'm emily and keep on gaming join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and at games we play pod at gmail.com